Hello and welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. All that glittered became gold when it came from Los Angeles, California, for most of the last century. Hollywood was the hub of America's movie, radio, and TV industry, turning Midwest girls like Jean Harlow into the blonde bombshell in the early 20s. Today we're going to visit with Danielle Dadigan, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum. We featured her current exhibit, Harlow at 100, in our summer issues Tunnel Vision section. But she has news about an even bigger exhibit going on through this fall. Before we get to that, and more details about the Hollywood Museum, we'd like to remind you that this October, there's a marvelous cultural event taking place in South Louisiana that you simply must experience. The Grand Reveille Acadien is a wonderful gathering of Acadians and lovers of participating in the continued expression of the native French language and culture exemplified in Louisiana. This unique celebration takes place October 7th through the 16th, 2011. Visit www.gra2011.org for more information. In a recent issue of American Road Magazine, we took you out to California to a, a marvelous museum that is on one of America's great highways for the Harlow at 100 celebration that's going on there. The museum is the Hollywood Museum, and we are delighted to have on American Road Trip Talk, Danelle Dadigan, who is both director and founder of the Hollywood Museum. Danelle, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Well, welcome, Foster, and thanks for having me today. I'm so delighted to be able to talk to you because there are so many things going on at the uh, at the museum. First, let's help orient people because a lot of our folks travel around the United States and love to find unique kind of places to visit. Tell us where you are located in Hollywood, California there. Well, the Hollywood Museum is located in the historic Max Factor building in Hollywood, California. You all know Max Factor is the man who was the original makeup czar to all the movie stars. He was the makeup king of Hollywood. He made Marilyn Monroe a blonde, and Lucille Ball got her fabulous red hair in the very building where we have the Hollywood Museum today. So we've got great history attached to the building and inside it, we have the Hollywood Museum, and we are at the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and Highland Avenue, right in the center of Hollywood. All right. Well, this is wonderful. Now, let's talk, if we could, because we, we wrote the article about the Harlow at 100, and I know you've, we, you've got another one coming up that I want to talk about, the another exhibit, which is an exciting one. But let's talk a little bit about that, because that will run uh, through September. I wrote the article for the magazine, and I was just fascinated at how brief a career she had, but what an impact she made. You know, you're absolutely correct. It's really astonishing when you think about what uh, imprint she made on all the folks who love to watch movies. And even today's generation, we have young people coming in the museum asking to see the Jean Harlow exhibit and where's that fabulous car of hers. (laughs) So I was going to say, so she has crossed the different generations beautifully. She has just, you know, from folks who saw her in the 30s 
and folks who got to see her with uh, the advent of television and seeing old films on TV, and now with cable television and the great classic sure. movie stations, oh. you can see the greatest of Hollywood's culture. What was really the key to taking uh, this young woman, talented, very beautiful, but making her the blonde bombshell? Well, I think really what was key was that she was brought to Max Factor very early on. And I think that the powers that be recognized that she had some talent and that she was a quick study. And they wanted to turn her into something that was very distinctive. She was born a blonde, and she had blonde hair when she came to Hollywood. She came from the Midwest to Hollywood. But Max Factor took a look at her and decided to heighten her blondness. Uh She was the first movie star to receive his newest invention, which was platinum blonde. From that, the craze began. Everyone wanted to have platinum blonde hair. (laughs) That is fascinating. Now, you mentioned something, and I know there are uh, people who are, uh, are readers and listeners who are car collectors as well. Tell us what is special about the car. That car belongs to the collectors Clifford and Joyce Gooding. Ah, And they have been so generous to loan this car to us for the duration of the exhibit. And, you know, um, some of the cars at the museum that are on display are part of the museum's permanent collection. But this Gene Harlow 1932 Packard Phaeton Convertible is here only for the exhibit. And once again, I really have to thank the generosity of its owners. I wanted to give you, Donnell, that again, though, a chance to give our folks a sneak preview of another very special exhibit, I understand, that's coming up about another uh, star, a a woman with a quite different hairdo. (laughs) Yes, and I like the way you set that posture. (laughs) You know, it's Lucille Ball. And Lucille Ball, of course, was born not with red hair. She was born with, to quote, her mousy brown hair. But in the late 20s, she came to Hollywood as a blonde. (laughs) It was not her best look, but it was popular. And Max Factor, when she began at RKO, they worked and they were thinking about what color. She went back to her natural brunette color. She became a brownette. And then with the invention of three-strip technicolor film in the mid-30s, they experimented with red hair and Lucille Ball. And it was a winning combination. Oh, my goodness. Now, when will that exhibit begin and how long will it go? I'm so glad you asked. It just started this weekend, and we are thrilled to have it here, and it will go through November. As somebody who founded the place, tell me what are some of your favorite corners of the museum are. Oh, well, you know, as president of the museum, I shouldn't tell you my favorite. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you. I am thrilled to say that we have Terry Grant's Rolls-Royce, the 1965 Ooh. Silver Cloud Three. That has been completely restored from head to toe, including the custom red suede headliner. Oh. And it's, it's an extraordinary car with silver and black exterior and with red suede headliner and red, beautiful red leather interior with black piping. It is a knockout. It's a real showstopper. And to think that Terry Grant drove this car. Oh. I think in addition to that, you know, it's 
the Marilyn Monroe outfits that we have, her personal clothes, the costumes from her movie. We even have the dress that she wore on her honeymoon with Joe DiMaggio, entertained the troops in the USO in Korea in 1954. And that dress has been immortalized with thousands of photographs. And I think what's so neat about this dress is that she wore it not just one time or for one week like most of the costumes are in films, but she wore it throughout her lifetime. And in fact, when we received the dress, we could still smell the Chanel number no. 5 oh, on it. Oh, my. Some of her hair was in it, so we have that. It's, it's just a neat homage back into the life of a great Hollywood icon. Absolutely. You know, and on the opposite side of that, you know, maybe it's Hannibal Lecter's jail cell for those <laughs> who like things that are, you know, kind of mix it up a little bit, you know? It's uh it's that's a quite big, something. That's a big mix. You're right, Janelle. That's a big mix. But you're right. You have all <laughs> sorts of things in there, including um, sand beetles from the Starship Troopers, Tommy Lee Jones' black suit from uh, Men in Black, uh, all the way down to, I see, boxing gloves signed by Sly uh, Stallone for his uh, 1976 Oscar-winning film, Rocky. How many floors are there in the museum? Well, the museum is on four floors, plus we have a top floor that we do special presentations and private parties, and lots of entertainment industry parties are done up there. But the museum is four floors, including the basement where Hannibal Lecter's jail cell is there. <laughs> and up once upon a time during Prohibition days, that basement was used as a bowling alley and speakeasy. <laughs> So now, the that's Hollywood. has a fabulous history. How did you become involved, Danelle, with the uh, the museum and, and its and founding it and bringing all these things together? My mother and I decided we wanted to give something back to the community several decades ago. My mother was a school teacher. I was a school teacher. And we knew that one way to um, give back was to maybe to teach people what we have to offer. And I thought, well, what's the best, you know, uh, representation of Los Angeles. And, of course, it's Hollywood, the entertainment industry, films, television, radio, mm -hmm. uh, all the different forms of entertainment media that there are. And I decided, well, let's do a museum because of our education background. And my mom thought, what a great idea. We looked and we thought the best location would be in Hollywood. And in the 1990s, Hollywood was... Um, not yet coming back to life, but right. there was talk about it. Right. And every building was for sale in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard, pretty mm. much. We went, we looked, we decided we didn't like anything that was officially for sale, but we thought, what an interesting building, that Max Factor building. And at that time, it was Max Factor's Museum of Beauty, and Max Factor Company is owned by Procter & Gamble. Mm -hmm. So we approached Procter & Gamble to see if they'd be interested in selling. Long story short, two and a half years later, I was able to talk Procter & Gamble into selling this fabulous historic landmark building to us for the Hollywood Museum. That's wonderful. And it took another, yeah, and it took another two years to close that escrow, but we were determined, and I am so thankful that we followed through. And I must tell you that one of the biggest supporters of the museum and the true angel for the museum, besides my mother, was Johnny Grant, the honorary mayor of Hollywood. He, every day, would come and talk to me and tell me, even though we had such difficulty restoring the building and trying to locate individuals and studios to work with us in the beginning, he told me, do not give up. 
and don't open the building and don't open that museum unless it's chock full of items. And today we boast more than 10,000 real showbiz treasures that My are on goodness. display for everyone. To we have people that come from every corner of the globe, of the earth, of the world. <laughs> and what's fun for us sometimes is that they come in and they tell us that other family members have come or co-workers have come, or relatives have come, or friends have come, and they've told these people that come to visit us, when you get to L.A., make sure you stop at the Hollywood Museum. Absolutely. And I'm so thankful. I Word of mouth is so important, and Oscar, thank you. Well, this is what we're doing here with American Road Trip Talk. It's, it's in, This is an extension of that word of mouth. Now, we should tell you folks, by the way, that the... Uh, Harlow at 100 exhibit will be ending on September the 5th, but as you heard, the Lucille Ball exhibit is beginning now, and we'll go through November of 2011. By the way, folks, there's a website you can go to that is that is a marvelous uh, tour of uh, the Hollywood Museum, a virtual tour. It's thehollywoodmuseum.com, and you can go there as well. To know that, again, you have been so generous with your time, and I just want to uh, salute you for what you've done to bring this into existence, this Hollywood Museum. Thank you so much for being our guest here on American Road Trip Talk, and I certainly hope that many of our folks will stop by and uh, wish you well and enjoy the sights at the Hollywood Museum. Well, Foster, thank you so much, and thank you for introducing the Hollywood Museum to all of your listeners and followers. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. Don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our latest issue, blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Why, you can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey. <laughs>